I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today is a founding member and one of the co-artistic directors of Melomany, Tracy Richardson. Hello, Welcome, Paul. Tracy. So glad to have you here. I love talking uh, with you about Melomany and the work that you do. It really is uh, it's unique in the Delaware arts community. Uh, the work that you do and, and the musicians you pull together for your ensemble are are just incredible musicians. I most recently heard you at the George Reed House uh, for a reception for the new director of the Delaware Historical Society, David Young, and you were, what a beautiful setting for you, uh, for Melomany. Let's let's hear a little bit about you, uh, Melomany, uh, for the listeners that aren't familiar with you, and, and then we can get into the work that you do, the musicians you uh, employ, and because and, it really is phenomenal work. Well, thank you, Paul. And Mail Money is a five-member core ensemble, and we like to play Baroque music on period instruments, meaning, you know, uh, instruments that would have been the kinds of instruments at the time of the Baroque period. And then we skip the 19th century because there's nothing for the harpsichord to do. (laughs) (laughs) And then we come back in with 20th and 20th first century music that is written for our ensemble or, you know, parts of our ensemble. We often have some guests. And uh, so we, that's, that's what we like to do and that we are experts with uh, provocative pairings of early and contemporary works, early meaning the Baroque, contemporary meaning the now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, um, in our time together, well, Kim, Kim Raley and I um, founded Mill Money, oh boy, 26 years ago. We decided we wanted to read Baroque music once a week at my house, and we kind of went from there. Eventually, we, um, you know, gathered an ensemble around us, and it's a quite different one now, but, you know, that's ensembles for you. They, you know, like they're, they're like any band, they evolve over the many years. Mm-hmm. And um, we started uh, adding uh, 20th century and 21st century music, and our audience seemed to like it, and we knew that we liked it. And then we made it a regular thing. And now we have a slogan and everything, provocative pairings of early and contemporary <laughs> works. So Now, uh, let, let's hear a little bit about, uh, you mentioned Kim Raley as, as uh, one of the, the other founder and co-artistic director. You have, and you are the harpsichordist. Kim is the flutist. She is, yes. And you, your other three musicians, one of whom is fairly new. Yes. Our newest member, uh, he just came on with us in the spring, is Ismar <clears throat> Gomez, and he's our cellist. He plays, of course, Baroque cello and uh, modern cello, so whenever he travels to us, he has to bring two of them, and he's coming up from Baltimore. He's a young guy who's got his doctorate, and he plays in the Virginia Symphony, and he has a lot of uh, teaching um, opportunities you know, in the D.C. area, so he, he comes up to play with us. He's been playing with the Delaware Symphony as well, and so we got to know him because of that. He's, he's just a tremendous uh, young man, and I think you're going to enjoy hearing him. We're going to feature him this season, and our, our newest season is um, going to be in, you know, our newest partnership and home is the Delaware Historical Society. So we're going to hear him in an up-close-and-personal with um, cellist Ismar Gomez uh, in February, February 24th, so I hope... I hope you'll enjoy hearing that. Mm-hmm. Then we have two other members, and they are uh, Christoph Richter. He's our violinist. He's from Philadelphia and plays all over the region, originally from Colombia. So now and then, at least once a year, he goes back to Colombia to visit his family, and sometimes he takes a 
you know, he's taking an opera that he works with there or many things. And our fifth member is uh, Viola de Gombist Donna Fournier, and she's just terrific. Uh, she is the person who, in her life, in her training, played the least contemporary music, but that's that's in her past now because now she's she plays all kinds of things that she never imagined she mm-hmm. would play mm-hmm. and uh, she's she's very good at it so that's the five of us flute violin viola da gamba cello and harpsichord now i'm curious uh, you playing the baroque music and you you switch instruments we whether do. you're doing the baroque music yes. or the contemporary music are the instruments that you use for the Baroque music, are they replicas or are some of them actually uh, from that period? Some of them are old and some of them are replicas. For instance, okay. my har- harpsichord is not an antique. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine, mine was built in, well, one of them was built in 1990 and the other one was built in 2006. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they base them on antique models. And, um, and, and Kim's flute, uh, her Baroque flute, is, an, is a new one, but based on an antique. I think uh, Christoph's violin is old, and I think Christoph's, uh, I mean, uh, Ismar's um, cello is old. I think Donna's gamba is not, I mean, it's it's old in that it's 35 years old, but I don't think it's um, itself a, uh, mm-hmm. an antique. So, you know, it's, it's mixed in that way, and most groups have it like that. Mm-hmm. Not only listening to you play, because the work that you do is magnificent, I, I love watching you play. When uh, at the George Reed House recently, there there was a there was a moment when the f- you were the ensemble was playing, and a, kind of a, a a smile came to several faces and looks kind of glanced back and forth. And I'm thinking, did they hear something that we didn't hear? Or you know, but it, uh, clearly you have you enjoy what you do, and especially Christoph. I mean, just yes. to watch him play. Yes. I mean, he gets just physically so involved in what he's doing. I mean, it really is a, that's, that really contributes so much to the performance. Well, thank you. I don't know what you're referring to, but I know the kind of thing. And who knows, maybe we uh, averted a mistake, Mm -hmm. or maybe we uh, did something we thought was particularly nice. I don't really (laughs) remember. But it's true, you do People who play together over time, it's not that you read each other's minds, but you just have a, it's something like that. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of experience together. You know, oh, she usually breathes in a place like that. And you know, it's going to be a certain length because, you know, you just have a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, mm-hmm. Donna, when she inhales in a certain way, is going to come in, you know, some micro mini second exactly later. So it's things like that. Um, and, you know, we have, I think running jokes, and I can't think what they are right now, but they're mm-hmm. running jokes sure, for sure. pieces. And so yeah. you you saw something like that. <laughs> right. Now, I'm curious, in using the period instruments uh, and then switching to the contemporary instruments, uh, I would. I know certainly with Donna, there's a different technique because she yes. holds the bow differently. There's a different number of strings and, and mm-hmm. so on, I believe, on her instrument. Yes. Uh, but for you, playing the harpsichord in both, uh, what's different for you as a harpsichordist in either technique or approach or, or whatever? Well, what is different um, uh, in uh, the period instruments versus uh, modern, contemporary, mm-hmm. is partly pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, the older music our scholars have taught us is pitched lower than um, our modern pitch so we everyone's heard that 
when the uh, when the orchestra tunes, they tune at A440. Mm-hmm. Well, when we tune A, we uh, tune at A415. Mm. So for me as the harpsichordist, I've got to go to another pitch level. And you'd think, oh my goodness, she has to transpose down a half step because it is the um, interval of a half step. Okay. But, but no, um, modern harpsichord builders build this in so that we can play with both kinds. I have a little spacer on the side um, of the keyboard mm-hmm. and it just looks like a little spacer. And you pull mm-hmm. it out and you can uh, push the whole keyboard down a half step to play at you know old pitch. And there's okay. an even older pitch. I have, you know, two spacers actually. Um, and then you turn, you put it back up when you're going to be playing in modern. So it so, almost serves the same function yes. as a, is it a capo? Yes, bar, I think it is they call like it that. On a guitar. Okay. <laughs> yes, I think that's a, a yeah. very good. Yeah. Okay. For the string players, um, they use different bows. Mm-hmm. The different, um, different. Um, the, and now I'm talking about the violinist and the cellist. They their um, fingerboard is is different it's not braced as much they use gut strings Mm -hmm. and in their modern they might not use gut strings they might use you know uh metal strings right and for donna donna has to do the same thing i have to do she just has to um she usually has one instrument so she has to tune up or down um but and for her she does use the same bow stroke which is the underhand uh uh, bow Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know uh, hold that the gombas and for that matter a lot of the bass players in the orchestra it's that same mm-hmm. when you see them it's the yes. same thing uh-huh. so she just has to tune up and down and and um, we have to allow time for that and um, so that's those are the differences you know yeah. oh and Kim's flute her her broke flute is wooden right and they're just different fingerings and she has to do a lot of different kind of tunings that have to do with how she's lipping it positioning yes. her, her mm-hmm. mouth on, That's the, right. on the mouthpiece yeah yes and it um, has f- many fewer keys mm-hmm. than the than mm-hmm. the modern flutes so. yeah it's really fascinating to, to watch you all i i want to get into some other areas of your work uh, let me first remind our listeners you are tuned into delaware state of the arts here on news radio 1450 wilm and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is Tracy Richardson, co-artistic director of Melomanie. Uh, Tracy, we've been talking a lot about the intricacies of the musicianship, uh, but two areas I'd really like to explore are some of the, the new partnerships you've uh, you've uh, recently in- engaged in. You mentioned the Delaware Historical Society. So so let's explore that a little bit, and then I'd like to get into your, your upcoming season and, and uh, some of the work that you're doing. All right, very good. Well, we really uh, love the Delaware Historical Society. We've, we've played in many lovely, wonderful places in Wilmington and, and have had a good time at each and every one of them. But uh, last season, we played a couple, we were invited to play a couple of concerts at the Delaware Historical Society, and they have two rooms that are just spectacular, actually, acoustically, for music. Mm-hmm. And they're also really attractive. One is the great big Old Town Hall, which was fairly recently renovated. And um, so we like to, that, that's a big space. And then there's another upstairs second floor room. I Right now I can't remember what it's called, um, but it's it's very beautiful and it's it's smaller and we've done some things there too. Mm-hmm. So the acoustics are, are wonderful. The, um, the reception we've had at the Delaware Hist- Historical Society is also, uh, very welcoming. They have the new director, David Young, and we've been working with their development director, Karen Kegelman, 
for a couple of years now, and they uh, they are doing. They want to oh ah uh, you know do some new have some new initiatives with the historical society, and we think we can help them with that. We think we'd like to interact with their audience, and I think that our audience would like to uh, interact there. Um, um, for our uh, launch concert, we uh, will have we had. Um, you know, a nice party that the historical society helped put on, and they gave uh, guided tours of the museum. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times people go in there and they say, "Well, this is really wonderful. I wonder why I've never walked in before." I mean, I myself was like that. Mm-hmm. They have really wonderful exhibits, and they have many um, different associated buildings and sites in you know in the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think people will get our audience will. Um, really enjoy getting to know the museum and I hope the museum audience will start to like us and mm-hmm. uh, so that's what we're going to do it's uh, it's really and they're they're well very welcoming as I've said that's great now yeah. before we get into your season actually uh, I'd like to uh, go back to something you said and that is your your mission and that is the pro- provocative pairings yes you are uh, an organization that has as part of your mission, your your focus, uh, presenting new works. And I was on your website looking at the list of commissioned works, and it's incredibly impressive. Just a long list of, of uh, uh, pieces by a, just a wide range of composers. Can you talk about that and, and how that sort of energizes you as an ensemble? Well, uh, it, it does energize us. We... Um, I, I think I said earlier when we were talking in the interview that long ago, Kim and I started adding pieces that we know from the 20th century. And then we started asking our composer friends to write for us. And they did, you know, Chuck Holdeman and Mark Haggerty and Ingrid Arauco and others. And then that was a that felt really good good to us. We, we enjoyed learning these new and sometimes very difficult pieces in our audience Told us that they liked the the side by side of the of the two, you know, eras. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we started to get to know other composers, some in, in Philadelphia, some uh, in Brazil, some here and there and everywhere in the in the region. And um, you know, little by little, we got to know people and friends of other composers. I don't know if everybody knows it, but our area is just has so many composers. Uh, not, I, I mean, Wilmington itself has so many, but then if you include Philadelphia and the Mid-Atlantic area, it's just, it's it's why well, it's a hotbed mm-hmm. of composers, yeah. mm-hmm. and I mean good ones too. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of people have enjoyed. Uh, they tell me uh, writing for us, and of course others, and so we've just, um, you know, gotten to know people, and they said yes. Mm-hmm. And it's I would imagine that's so different because with the Baroque pieces, you play those in a style having read about these pieces, what the composer's intentions were, how they envisioned these pieces being played. But with the new works, you actually work with the composers. We do. Yeah. And, and uh, most composers yeah. like to uh, collaborate in a way. Some of them like to write for Baroque instruments, and some of them like to write for modern instruments. So we have a mix there, too. Um, some, it can be very tricky to write in modern genres for the Baroque instruments. So not everybody does it. Not everybody wants to mm-hmm. do it. But some people are have become very, very good at it. And, um, you know, 
that's great too. Um, then we have um, other pieces that we have done that have guests. For instance, last season we had a collaboration with Tom Whitman. He's at Swarthmore, and he uh, wrote a beautiful piece that included uh, soprano Clara Ratzok, who sings all over the country, and that was really something he he made his piece on a on a Middle uh, English text two poems that he's been saving for a long time. So uh, we had a scholar who was in on that, somebody who's translated all the Middle English that exists and <laughs> who is at Swarthmore too. Um, so this season, we're going to repeat some uh, piece by um, Richard Belcastro, Ricky Belcastro, who's up in the Philadelphia area. And he's himself is a sitarist. So guess what? We have a sitar in that piece mm-hmm. called Budaleja Davidi, which is a, a plant. It's the, um, you know, the... It's a garden plant. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, it's really a, a a wonderful piece, and we're going to play it again this spring, and then we're going to record it soon. We mm-hmm. have a new CD in the works, and we're going to put that one on it. Um, so there are all kinds of things like that. Sometimes people will add a flute, as uh, Robert um, Roberto Pache or Mark Haggerty have done. Uh, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, before we look at your upcoming season, uh, we should probably tell your listeners they can find out all about you at... Yes, they can find out about us at org. Org. thank you. <laughs> I'm checking that. Yeah. Yes, org, and I'm going to spell Melomani, mm-hmm. M-E-L-O-M-A-N-I-E. It's a French word, and it means either the love of music or music mania, whichever mm-hmm. you prefer. <laughs> so, so you have a really exciting season coming up, uh, including, uh, I think we're talking off air, uh, so a collaboration with a local musician and his ensemble. Yes. Is that right, Jonathan that, Whitney? That's right. In in the spring in April, Jonathan Whitney who's uh who composes in 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 the jazz genre. He's he's just a great guy and he's also a percussionist. So he's a uh we've worked with him on another project and now he's going to be writing for us. Um it's he's he has a he has something called the the Whitney Project, and it's a jazz quintet, and so he's going to write for his jazz quintet and our you know five person baroque ensemble. Mm-hmm. He's going to do new music, and we're going to send him um, Jonathan some examples of baroque pieces, so he may take off from those for some of them. Mm. Uh, so you know, I think it's going to be it's going to be something entirely different. He's probably going to ask us to. Uh, improvise in ways we haven't mm-hmm. because that's what all the jazz people do right. and sure. uh, we're not going to be as well I don't know what we'll be we'll, we'll be we'll not be as 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 ready for that mm-hmm. um, as his jazz people were but we'll get ready mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be really thrilling it's going to be a big band mm-hmm. and so you know it'll be 10 of us so. that sounds great <laughs> and that's part of what you're calling your Wilmington series that's right Is that right that's right we'll do that in the old, old town hall on April 7 um, at the Delaware Historical Society in the great big, you know, uh, hall with Oton Hall that has the columns and everything. So we'll put our stage up there and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And you have a couple other concerts uh, sort of sprinkled in between. I'm looking at a list here, a, a, a concert by Candlelight? Yes. Um, the Delaware Historical Society asked us if we would, in December, do a, a winter concert, a little bit holiday-themed. It's not too much mm-hmm. um and they want us to do it on one of the uh, Wilmington Art Loop nights. It's, so it's a Friday. And they're going to, you know, throw a little reception there. And then at 7 o'clock, we'll do a, a candlelight concert. And 
Um, I'll be in it. Also, Kim Raley, the flutist, of course, mm-hmm. and her top student, um, Jessica Lynch. So we'll be have two flutes and harpsichord for, oh, kind of a short concert at the end of an art loop and by candlelight. So I hope that that you'll enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm looking at uh, uh, Women's History Month pop up concert. Yes. Where's that going to be? Well, that's going to be the women of Melmani playing uh, music by women composers. Oh, that's and, great. Yes, there are some Baroque women composers who have been you know discovered by our scholars. So we're finding out about them as much as we can. Mm-hmm. And the three women, of course, are Kim, Donna, and I. Mm-hmm. And so um, we'll be doing that. And then, and then there's a lot of modern music that we can mm-hmm. play too. So we'll, we'll, that will be one of the short concerts. Um, just kind of a, you know, you pop in, mm-hmm. we pop up, and mm-hmm. you know, we, we're going to play you know, an hour for you. That's great. And I'm seeing here a Mother's Day brunch and concert. You do that every year, don't you? We have done that yeah. for many years, yeah. and it's so pleasant. So we'll have that catered at the Delaware Historical Society, mm-hmm. and that will start at 1230. And uh, mothers of all kinds, mothers or grandmothers or people who just feel motherly or men who like their mothers or whatever, they can all come. And we'll do it. We'll have a, um, a premiere that day by Suzanne Sorkin. She's... Um, in Philadelphia at St. Joseph's University. And she's going to write for Kim and Me. Um, and right now her title is A Slip of Light Stays. Mm. And that sounds so beautiful. Mm. I don't know what it's going to be like, but mm. she's we, we don't have it yet. It's it's in production, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and we'll also do the piece by Ricky Belcastro that I told you about, Budlejo Davidi. Right. In fact, uh, we know about Suzanne because she was friends with Ricky. Uh, she was friends with Ricky and... Um, she, she, he introduced us, so we'll do his piece and uh, some Baroque things, too. Well, so much to look forward to. I invite our listeners to check out org. Tracy, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Paul.